You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Peter's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 160 of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. I'll let you know right off the bat, I am recording this at 12.30 in the morning Central Time on Thursday, December 12th. So I took it up to the last possible minute tonight. If you saw my Twitter account from last night, I attended an AEW wrestling event over in Garland, Texas, that uh, former podcast guest and current employee at AEW, Jen Sturger, was able to get me hookups, took my nephew, had a good time. However, it happened on one of the worst possible nights because that means I didn't get to watch Survivor until I got back, which I will talk about in uh, in a second if you haven't heard the news yet. And um and the challenge, the, the finale of the challenge. So I had to get through those, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention the challenge in a second uh, as well uh, of why I couldn't get uh, – I'll, I'll fill you in on the on the challenge and whatnot. But, yeah, I I waited to the last minute, as I always do because I'm such a procrastinator, uh, before I started recording. So, yeah, 1230 at night, here we go. There is so much to cover in this podcast what I'm going to do is I have about uh, five or ten topics or five or ten things that I want to go over, and then we're going to do a reader email. You saw me post it on Twitter yesterday. I asked for some questions. I got a lot of them. We're going to go over all your questions uh, for reader emails. So I just kind of want to jump into everything, but there's some certain topics I want to get to before we get into reader emails. I know you're all coming here for what's happened at the end of the show. Do you know who Peter picked yet? Uh, I did tweet out yesterday that, no, I don't have it. Uh, I feel I'm getting closer um, to saying uh, what happened, but, um, you know, we'll see from there. I don't I, I don't know. I'm not, you're not going to get your answer on this podcast. I can tell you that right now. But um, I will talk about it uh, a little bit, uh, just in terms of the ending and, and whatnot. Okay, first off, first order of business. The podcast industry is going uh, through a little bit of a change and um, for those of you who've been listening for the last three years, you've noticed that uh, when I run ads on my podcast, usually I have an ad, you know, in the middle, one or two, sometimes three, um, and I read those in the middle. And I think starting in January, things are going to be a little bit different. Um, sometimes I have an ad in the first, right after I do my open and I start talking. Um, things are changing to where ad placements are going now. So I'm going to tell you that come January, there will be times when you get a ad that um, is going to be the second you hit play on my podcast, you'll hear an ad first before you hear the music. It's just the way things are changing. Uh, it will be, you know, 20 second ad, maybe, maybe 30 seconds. But uh, starting in January, you're going to hear that. Uh, not for every podcast. It's only when I have a what they call a pre-roll, which is before the meat of the podcast starts, you do a, a, a shorter ad where you don't have to read a lot of bullet points and stuff like that. So just so you know, um, 
it's going to happen starting in January. I don't know which podcast. You won't know until you hit play. Um, I'm not going to be able to forewarn you. Um, so, uh, but you, just know that um, you will be hearing podcasts. Uh, you will be hearing ads for podcasts before the music starts, uh, and then. Um, but everything everything after that will pretty much be the same. I think if there's a post roll, which is very end of the podcast, if I have one sold for that week. Uh, the post roll will be at the very end of the podcast. I think after the music ends, you'll hear a, an ad play, but I don't even know if any of you will be listening at that point. So just wanted to throw that out there. That's uh, topic number one. Topic number two, something I talked about last week, the Instagram accounts that uh, I went off on and gave my two cents about. One of them did contact me and when they contacted me, they said, Steve, I don't know what you're talking about. I tag you in everything I post. And that was the one where I was reading specifically what they wrote last week and talking about how they, you know, they shared the whole Victoria story the day of her hometown date and just, you know, ripped it word for word. Um, they contacted me. They said, well, I tag you in everything. And I said, I, you know, if you think tagging me is the same as crediting me in the caption, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I do appreciate them coming to me and say, well, I tagged you. But I, for those who are not familiar, tagging is, you know, you hit you have to touch the f- picture physically to see it. Well, I did that for all their stories that um, <laughs> they had meant took my information, but they also tagged 10 or 15 other names or accounts as well. So there was nothing in that tagging that shows that information that you got came from me. And honestly, who really does touch pictures to see who is tagged in them? Very rare. So people read the caption. They look at the picture and they read the caption. And that's where it said should say, credit to Reality Steve, per Reality Steve. Gosh, you know, this is a different topic, but I noticed this on some of them. Some of them just say per RS. No link back to my Instagram account. If it says per RS... I I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. That's not good enough either because you're assuming that everybody that reads your Instagram accounts knows what RS is. I'm guessing most people don't, and it doesn't even link to me. It just says per RS. I mean, at least put it in your credit, put it in the caption per reality, Steve, per at reality, Steve. That's all I'm asking. That's not hard at all. But uh, I made good with the uh, Instagram account that I called out last week. They made good because they said, would you like me to change it? I said, anything where you put information in your caption that was strictly from my Twitter account or my website, yeah, I would like you to just at least credit me. That's all I asked. And within five minutes, every single post now says, I think, credit to Reality Steve or per Reality Steve. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm glad it worked. The other account, that's the broke college girl. She's a lost cause. I, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, there's nothing. I, there's nothing I can do. Um, somebody's gonna act like that. Just let them, and just just ignore them for the most part. I wouldn't even bother with their site because it's garbage anyway. So, um, I think. Uh, so you know, going forward, anybody that just has. If you do credit me, but all you say is per RS, I, I think you should at least, I mean, <laughs> I know RS is two letters. Uh, Reality Steve is what, uh, seven, 12 letters? I mean, can you can you add another 10 letters and at least just put my full name in there? 
I, I would like a credit of at Reality Steve so people even know the account it came from, but if that's too much to ask, God help you. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I'm glad the calling out last week actually worked and the account knows uh, tagging is not sufficient. That's not crediting somebody. Um, your caption, where people read your information, is uh, where it comes from. So thanks to them uh, for doing that. Some news in Bachelor Nation. Let's get to some news in Bachelor Nation. That's like my news sounder. Because I don't have a uh, sound book here to where I can just start playing sound bites um, and jingles. So news in Bachelor Nation. That's what this next thing is going to be called. First off, first up, first off, first up, that became first off. So Chris Harrison has a website, chrisharrisonofficial.com. He announced it this week. What is the website for, you ask? Well, you can hire Chris Harrison to officiate your wedding. You can hire him to public speak at an event. You can rent out the mansion for some sort of corporate event or party with him there, I'm assuming. Which is, it got me to thinking, (laughs) could you imagine... If I decided one year, yeah, I'll foot the bill. I'll pay for the Reality Steve fan appreciation party to be at the Bachelor Mansion. you imagine if I did that? Now, I never would because the one thing that is comped for me when I do my fan appreciation party every year in Las Vegas this year, next year, June 5th, Friday, June 5th at Caesars Palace, if you're interested, email me, is the venue is comped to me. So I don't pay for the room. So having the fan appreciation party at the Bachelor Mansion (laughs) would probably cost me a pretty penny. Even if I had the money to do it and, and said, screw it, I guarantee they wouldn't let me. There's no way that show would let me do anything related to me and having my association with The Bachelor in that mansion. It would never happen, but it was funny to think about when I saw that Chris Harrison put up his website and one of the things you can do is rent out the mansion for a corporate event or a birthday party or a reception, any of those things. You can. It doesn't say the price on the website. I'm sure you have to email them first and then get a quote and they have to, you have to tell them how many people and then they'll quote you on it, but... Um, <laughs> it was just funny. It crossed my mind. I'm like, what if I had my fan appreciation party there? But that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Some other news in Bachelor Nation. Unfortunately, Chris and Katie have ended their engagement from Bachelor in Paradise 6 this summer. I don't think it was a lot of, uh, a big a surprise for a lot of you based on the reaction I got on Twitter and just, I mean, just the way the whole relationship was formed during the season and how it ended up and, you know, what we saw at the after the final rose or at the reunion show. I mean, everybody was questioning them from the very beginning. From the second that reunion show aired, it was like, what do we do? You know, um, how, how can we buy this couple? So you never, it's never fun for people to break up in this franchise, even if you saw it coming or expected it to come. 
it sucks. I feel bad for both of them, but probably for the best. And like I said, don't think it was much of a surprise to a lot of people. So, I mean, I wish them both the best going forward. And maybe down the line, we'll have one or both of them on this podcast. Hopefully. Probably about six months from now, judging by the way things are going. <laughs> um, so, moving on. Next story in Bachelor Nation. I don't know why this happened. This is a question that came up uh, a couple times this week in reader emails, so I'm just going to put it up at the in the front of this thing. And that's that Netflix released Jason Mesnick's season from beginning to end this week. I don't know why they only released one season and the one season was that one. I don't know if this is going to be a monthly thing where they're going to get a new season every month to put in there. I have no idea. I didn't even know the Jason season was coming on Netflix, but it is. So if you're late to the game and you probably know what happened with Jason on his season, but you never watched it. It's definitely a good season to go watch. Uh, probably the season that put this show back on the map. It's certainly the season that put realitysteve.com on the map, even though I was writing for six years before that and recapping every episode of this franchise. That was my first spoiler, uh, the ending to Jason's season. And that's when media outlets and magazines started quoting me, saying this guy is telling you what's going to happen in the finale and then when it did, all hell broke loose. And I just kind of became this de facto authority on the show where more and more people started coming to me and telling me information. So kind of nostalgic that that's the season that gets released since that's the season that kind of put me on the map. But yeah, go watch it. If you haven't seen it, by all means. It's a very entertaining season for sure. So Jason Mesnick's season now on Netflix. You can check it out. The number one email that I got after I sent my tweet out on Tuesday asking for questions for reader emails was, hey, did you notice that Tyler deleted all his pictures of Hannah and Dylan is now unfollowing her? Well, I don't follow either of those guys, so I didn't know they did it. But when 50 people email me about it, yeah, I'm very well aware. And it's something that I like to repeat over and over again. You probably don't need to ask me something major that happens in Bachelor Nation because, yes, I'm aware of it. Because a lot of you will inform me of it. And, yeah, Tyler did that. And Dylan unfollowed her. Honestly, I don't care who deletes and who unfollows and who says. And, and unless, unless Tyler wrote on Hannah's Instagram page, I hate you. You're a bitch. Like, I don't care that he unfollowed her or took, took down a picture. I don't, I mean, I get, I guess I get why some people do care. I don't. The second Hannah season was over, it's like, good. Tyler, you go date your supermodels, and Hannah, you go show up on Peter's season 400 times or whatever it is. It's just like, okay, I don't care. I I just, I don't know what to tell you. I don't care that Tyler deleted a picture. I don't know if there's, is there a meaning to it? Hell if I know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Tyler. Dylan unfollowed her. Great. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why Dylan unfollowed her. It's maybe maybe following and unfollowing really means nothing other than they followed. They chose to follow and unfollow. Like Steve, why did you like this picture on Instagram? I don't know because I because I because I liked it because I could. Maybe he unfollowed her because he can. 
And maybe Tyler deleted the photo because he wanted to. I don't know. There doesn't have to be a major meaning behind everything that happens in Bachelor Nation. But that question got asked numerous times this week. So I figured I'd put that out there right up at front. I don't know the reasoning behind it, nor do I care. So now let's get to, um, you know, like I said, I don't have any information on the ending of this season, any new, new, any new information that I feel comfortable sharing. Obviously, I hear things all the time since we last spoke last week. I've heard more things about the ending. I'm just trying to sort it all out. There's just things that I hear, but I'm almost even scared to even say that or even say what I hear, because if I throw it out there into the world, then it just becomes fact in people's minds, and then it becomes, well, Reality Steve said this is what happens, and I'm saying, no, that's not, even if I preface it by saying, guys, this is pure speculation, someone will say Reality Steve said this is fact, so I don't even want to talk about it. I Until I know the ending, and I understand that in this day and age of information where everyone has to know everything, and everyone goes to the internet to find answers immediately on something. Yeah, to wait three weeks and not know the answer by now of who Peter chose or maybe didn't choose. Um, I get it. It's probably frustrating. But it's almost like, yeah, you're frustrated because you're used to getting the answer within a week of filming ending. And I get it. But would you rather have an answer that's half-assed and, well, I don't even know if this is right, but this is what I'm hearing. Or would you rather actually have the answer of, hey, this is what happens at the end of the season? That's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for the answer to what happened in Australia. I'm not looking to throw out a speculation. I'm not looking to throw out a guess. Here's what I think happened. Because I've gotten so much information, I just, I'm trying to sort it all out. Um, So many different things told to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could, I'll flat out tell you. I told you last week that, you know, this whole thing about, Everyone in Alabama and their mother says that, oh, Madison's engaged to Peter. Okay, great. Well, what about the people that have told me that Hannah's engaged to Peter? Someone's flat out lying. So, or someone flat out has wrong information. So I'm just trying to sort it out. That's all I'm trying to do. Trying to find out which one is right. And when I know, you'll know. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah, I understand that people will... Um, follow along on social media to see if Peter ever meets up with uh, Madison or Peter ever meets up with Hannah or Hannah or Madison or seen in LA or whatever. You also got to remember just because one of them may be seen in LA doesn't necessarily make it a hundred percent that, Oh, they must be visiting Peter because the final three or four women and the three or four men on bachelorette post show. Sometimes you have to go to LA to shoot pickups, which is, reshooting things that happen during the season, mostly ITMs. So just because someone is in L.A. doesn't necessarily mean, oh, they must be visiting Peter and having a half a couple visit. So keep that in mind as well. The other thing that I get a lot is, well, maybe we'll see, maybe somebody will post a picture of them in the airport. I've been doing this. I've covered 36 of the 38 seasons. I've been spoiling for the last 10. Jason Mesnick's season, as I said earlier, first season I ever spoiled. I can tell you, and maybe you don't remember, maybe you don't know. I know because this has been my job and I cover the spoilers. Not one time since 2009 has the final person, whoever the bachelor or bachelorette chose, we all know they meet up and we all know they have happy couple visits. 
and we all know it's under ABC supervision, not one time has that person ever been seen at an airport and a picture has been taken and posted and it's like, oh, look, so-and-so is flying to L.A., that means they won. It's never happened since 2009 since I've been covering this show. So people can be on the lookout for someone being in an airport. <laughs> I'm telling you. We get two shows a season. We got a bachelor and bachelorette every calendar year. Not once was anybody ever seen in an airport and a picture was taken. Maybe someone saw them and thought maybe, oh, maybe is that so-and-so? But it's never been posted. I've never seen one picture of a final girl or guy posted in an airport going to their happy couple visit. The only one I remember was Ben Flanick. I had pictures of him on a Southwest flight from San Francisco to L.A. and getting picked up by the ABC cars at LAX. But he was the fun. I mean, he was the bachelor. It was the season he was the bachelor. So that didn't show anything and that didn't spoil anything. Never had anything of, you know, Courtney. Courtney lived in L.A., so it was never going to be uh, – it would be impossible to um, – she wouldn't have to fly in for anything. But any other – just take any other woman who finished uh, first, who won The Bachelor. Name me one time that anybody ever saw a picture of them at an airport flying for a happy couple visit. It's never happened. So you can knock yourself out trying to think you're going to find it. Good luck. All right, now let's get on to uh, some other shows before we get to reader emails. i got four shows I want to cover real quick. It's not going to be very long on these. Three of them I covered last week, and then the one I want to talk about first off is Survivor because of what happened last night in the episode. Some of the questions that came in late was, hey, um, what happened with Dan? Well, I'm sure a lot of you, this story didn't break until, let me see if, if there's a timestamp on this when it was posted. It was posted at 10.13 last night, so you probably didn't see it. Basically, uh, Dan was eliminated from the game uh, for inappropriate touching yet again, but it wasn't to one of the other cast members. It was to a crew member, and this is directly, I'm reading this directly from People.com. They have the story up. People spoke to multiple people involved with the show's production who confirmed that the incident in question, which involved a member of the show's production team, happened after an immunity challenge as... Dan Spilo or Spilo, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, and other contestants were getting into a boat to transport them back to camp. The incident was not caught on camera, but at least one other contestant witnessed it. Basically, the story is he was getting onto the boat and touched a leg of a producer. He claims he was trying to balance himself. Other people claim that's not what it was. A producer felt uncomfortable with it, reported him. Boom. We saw what happened. Dan was eliminated from the show. And the other thing they're doing, if you haven't heard, you know, usually next week we get a two-hour live finale with a one-hour live reunion show. That's all being taped in advance on Wednesday. So instead of it going live Pacific time from 5 to 8 p.m., they're taping it from 1 to 4 and just going to air it from 5 to 8 p.m. because this season has been so different. So it's going to be not live. It will, it will have only been taped four hours earlier, but it won't be live this year. They're still going to do everything they usually do. They're just taping that from one to four where they have the Jeff Probst introducing, showing up, reading the votes, all that stuff in front of an audience. They're still doing that in front of the audience. What I don't know is if Dan's going to be there. I don't know if he's been eliminated from everything because it certainly wasn't on. He's not going to be on the jury. So 
I don't know about that, but they did announce that it's not going to be a live finale. They're actually pre-taping it that day and just going to air it that night. So this season has just been a it just it's just left a bad taste in our mouths. And when somebody does win this thing, I'll be like, oh yay, clap for them. But it's just not it's not resonating with fans because of all this yuckiness that's been happening. And um, it just sucks, you know. This guy, how many times has he been warned? I mean, three different times now? Uh, it's just, it's amazing. Um, probably shouldn't have even lasted this long. And it's pro- it is disappointing. A lot of, like I said, a lot of former contestants of this show, not happy with the way this was handled this season at all. Uh, moving on, Temptation Island. Okay. I said last week, for the final bonfires, it was going to be a two-hour episode tonight. You're going to see everybody's final bonfire, and then next week is the reunion show. That is what USA told me when I reported it last week. Since then, they've changed it. Tonight is just going to be the start of the bonfires. Next week will be the ending of the bonfires with the reunion show right after it. So instead of a two-hour episode tonight and one hour of the reunion show next week, it's one hour tonight. The last, the wrap-up of the fi- of the final bonfires next Thursday, followed by the reunion show, which I guess makes sense because if you put the final bonfires tonight, so many people will, for- will just think the season's over and they won't watch the reunion show. But if you leave it open-ended tonight, which they will, I will tell you, you will see Rick and Ashley G are up first. They're the first couple to sit at final bonfire. Then Dave and Kate go, but just like last season where they had a cliffhanger of Katie and John, same thing with Dave and Kate. You're not going to get their ending to their relationship, like what the outcome of their relationship is until next week's episode. So it's basically the same exact thing as last season, the way they did it, except this year they have an hour uh, reunion show to throw on the back end of, uh, of the final bonfires next week. So one hour tonight, Rick and Ashley, Dave and Kate with a cliffhanger next week. You'll get the ending to Dave and Kate's, uh, the finality to Dave and Kate's relationship. Then you got a Sonica and Gavin and Casey and Ashley H. And then they go straight into the reunion show. So there you go. Sorry, I reported wrong last week, but I mean, it actually wasn't reported wrong. It was told to me and then they ended up changing their schedule. The challenge. Um, <laughs> Like I said, tonight I went to a wrestling event, came home, watched Survivor. For whatever reason, the only time this season, Challenge had what, 17 episodes a season, 18 episodes? For whatever reason, it didn't record on my DVR tonight. I'm so pissed. Now, could I have waited and watched it online tomorrow or today? Yeah, I guess. But I just, I didn't want to wait. So I read the recap of what happened. I'm so happy that that's the team that won. If you haven't watched, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm just happy with the result, with the final result of the challenge this season. That's the deserving team. I think one person on the UK team, the one person on the UK team that didn't uh, make it since it was a fi- it was a four on four final, even though there was eight people left or I mean, um, 12 people left going into this final. They narrowed it down to four on four. The one person that got didn't make it, quick enough um, on the UK team probably I feel bad for because they deserve to be there and um, but it sucks you know it is what it is but I am happy with that outcome I'm just bummed that I didn't get to watch it and now that I know the ending you say Steve you still go watch it eh. 
Not really. I mean, I know the ending. I don't need to watch it. Sorry. And then finally, one last thing on the mass Singer. I read. I I I fast forwarded again. I knew all the clues for Victor Oladipo. I knew it was Victor Oladipo of the Pacers. That was like the easiest one of the season. Um, the other one, Seal being um, the other singer tonight. What was he? The Leopard. I guess I wasn't paying. I guess I wasn't paying much attention to the Leopard all season, because when they revealed Seal, I mean, I know did some people guess Seal. I don't even remember. Like I said, I fast forward through so much of that show. I don't remember who says what or who's some people's guesses are. Um, but I, for, for whatever reason, I was out on seal. I just never, it never, I don't know. I just never thought of it, I guess, but I don't pay too much attention. I don't pay close attention to the clues and the clues after we find out who the person is, once they take their mask off and then you look back on the clues, it's like, yeah, it was all there for you. It's just a matter of if you were able to put two and two together. So that's everything that I wanted to cover almost a half hour of stuff uh, before we even get to uh, the reader emails. But before we get to the reader emails, I want to talk to you about this is our only ad this week. So after this, we're going to get straight into reader emails and get going. This episode is brought to you by Onyx and Rose. Onyx and Rose mission is to help you be your best self. They offer premium CBD, cannabinoid infused products, including oils, capsules, bliss bombs, bath bombs, even chewables for your pets. And, I've said this before. They've been an advertiser twice already on the podcast. CBD is not going to get you high. I know that because you think, oh, it's got cannabis in it. it no, it's it's such a it's such a small amount. So don't worry about getting high. Onyx and Rose bath bombs. They come in three varieties: calm with dried lavender and lavender essential oil. You got cool with activated charcoal and black pepper, and connected made with Onyx and Rose's signature cooling formula with black pepper and essential oils. I'm telling you, the things that I've kind of been taking are the capsules. They kind of calm me down. I'm not a very high-stressed or anxious person, but it has calmed me down. I have taken them before bed and when I wake up in the morning, and they've been really helpful, and I didn't think they would, to be honest with you. But we've got a special deal for you. You can try Onyx and Rose products for yourself. Save 15% off. Visit onyxandrose.com slash steve. And use the code Steve at checkout. You must be 18 or older and live in the United States to take advantage of this offer. Again, that's onyxandrose.com slash Steve. O-N-Y-X-A-N-D-R-O-S-E dot com slash Steve to learn more about their full selection of CBD oils, capsules, bliss bombs, bath bombs, and pet products. And be sure to use the code Steve at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. All right, so let's get started with reader emails. Um... Some of these I'll just give a very quick answer to. Some of them will take a little bit longer. But there were some good questions in here. Things I haven't answered before. Some I have. That's probably when you'll get a short answer. Because uh, it'll be a repetitive thing that I've probably answered 500 times. Um, but I tried to weed those out for the people that you people that you listen a lot and have heard me throughout the years kind of saying the same old stuff. Um but yeah, there's some things I have addressed, but I, I have no problem repeating myself, but some of them will just keep those answers a little bit shorter. So the first question was, hey, Steve, what are your thoughts on what Holly said about you on Olivia's podcast? I did address this, but only once, so I'll just say it again. 
I had no problem with what Holly said. I knew that's what Holly's answer was going to be because that's what she believes. And she just said that she thinks that I was all pissy at her and mad at her because she didn't tell me that she was going on Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pad season two. And, you know, again, I, that, that's her answer. Her answer is wrong. That's not why things changed between me and Holly and our friendship pretty much dissolved after that. Um, that that wasn't it. But I know that's what she thinks it was, and that's fine. It's just like, again, like I like I said when I first addressed this, once that was over and done with, I, 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 I'm guessing Holly never thought about me and I and, and I wasn't on Holly's mind and, and Holly wasn't on my mind. It's just been it's been over that's that had to have been ten years ago. So it's like look, we've moved on with our lives. It's just it is it's it's so not a story. Um why Holly and I had a falling out. It just it happens, you know. You you sometimes you're talking to somebody a lot and then all of a sudden you're not talking to them a lot. That's basically what happened. You know, she wants to put a reason behind it. It's, if that's what she wants to believe, she can believe it, but that's not the reason. But I'm not going to sit here and go into it because it's 10 years old. It's like, who cares? It's not It's not important. Next question. Um, oh, it was the Tyler one. I forgot to delete that one. Yeah, why did Tyler delete his picture of Hannah? Like, I don't care. I don't know, and I don't care. Um, next one. Before I do get into all Bachelor things, how are you? Sorry of all this Victoria nonsense and resulting in all the backlash from her friends. Blows my mind how much crap they decide to give you over reporting the truth. It sucks, but I expected it. I mean, they're her friends. What do you expect them to say? They're not going to stick up. Uh, they're going to stick up for her, and they're not going to listen to reason. Uh, not one of them has given me anything that has um, presented opposite information of what I've reported. So... That pretty much shows you what they know. Anyways, how much of Hannah showing up and talking to Peter do you think is actually real? I fully get it was orchestrated for promos and whatnot, but they did have a relationship at some point. Do you think any part of it was legit? I still have feelings for you. Let's run away together. Personally, I find it a little hard to believe she'd even be on his radar anymore. Hello, plenty of other fish in his sea. You know, yeah, they had a relationship. He got to the final three. They had sex four times in a windmill. You don't just shut that off. They obviously were feelings there between both of them. But Hannah, knowing and being a good trooper uh, and you know being friends with production, probably didn't take a lot of arm twisting to get her to show up on Peter's season and do what she did. But for me to sit here and say how deep were the feelings and whatnot, it's just like I, I, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know how deep it was or how serious it was. We'll see it play out, but considering she only hung out in L.A. and she never traveled with them, and after L.A. it was just like, okay, it just seems like it was done more for television purposes, but that's not to say they didn't have any feelings for each other at any point, and I'm sure when she did show up on the date and Peter did get close to her, I'm sure he felt something. Hell, he canceled the day portion of the date. So, uh, yeah, he felt something. Probably in his pants. Next question. My question is about Bachelor production. I'm wondering how much of the structure or theme of the season you think they have before taping even begins. Do you think they have a good idea of what they want to happen and then just figure out which girl fits the part and produce her into it? Or do you think the storyline is built after they get all the footage? 
I think all the producers have an idea of how people are going to act when they get on the show because they they have spoken to them numerous times. They've done psych tests. They have all the this information about every contestant. I'm sure when they sit there before the season and say, okay, who do we think is going to do this and who do we think? I'm sure they're probably right most of the time, but not until it actually happens when they get the footage and they see who starts acting a certain way on camera and they see who's producible and who isn't producible and when they see who's giving great ITMs versus people who are boring as hell. That's when they can start forming narratives of contestants. Moving on. What's a typical day like for you when you're in the thick of putting together the spoilers puzzle? How do you keep track of all the information? For example, do you have a spreadsheet you use to keep all the information together? Do you keep it all in a doc? Do you have a set time for going through emails and verifying information? I know you mentioned spoilers is a 24-7 job and you've stepped out of dinners and events to take calls. So I'm curious if you try to structure most days like a normal work day or just go with the flow and see what information comes to you that day. For context, I run my own business, so I'm sort of obsessed with how other people develop processes to make their jobs' lives easier. Typical day for me is get up, let my dog out, try and eat some breakfast, come on the computer, screw around. I mean, obviously my days are different when the season is airing versus when it's not airing. So it looks like you're asking when it's not airing and it's filming. That just all depends on, you know, I, you know, knowing how the, what their shooting schedule is, especially when they're in L.A. It's date, 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 rose ceremony, date, 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 rose ceremony. So I know when they're in L.A., okay, today's a day that I'm going to have to be on alert. Something might be coming about today's date. Um, if it's a rose ceremony day, it's like, okay, I'm not going to hear anything that day because nothing's going to get out because they don't travel anywhere on rose ceremony days. So those days are obviously days where I don't have to worry about anything. Um, when they're overseas, again, it's just the days that I know what dates are happening just on the lookout to see if any pictures get out or if someone emails me. So, uh, how do I keep it? I have it all on, uh, Microsoft word. I have everything written out and I have dates of everything and names of everybody who was on the episode and who was on the date. And then once I find out, they were eliminated. I get, you know, I cross them off, put them in the row ceremony eliminations and stuff like that. So, I pretty much have most of your episode by episode spoilers ready to go. Everything up to the final two. So that's probably getting released next week. I think. Um, there's one or two dates I don't have yet, but uh, hopefully I can get them. But I mean, from what I revealed during the season while it was happening to what I revealed last week when I talked about the spoilers and filled you in on more stuff that you didn't know about. When I release the episode-by-episode spoilers next week, it's going to be stuff you've all heard. I don't think there's anything new in there. I don't think. Outside of maybe a a date or a group date rose, I haven't released all of those. I don't even think I have all of the group date roses. But I... It's not going to be anything earth-shattering when I release the episode-by-episode spoilers because you all are waiting for the ending. I mean... You know, it's kind of funny because if I released everything and got everything correct all season, every date, every elimination, every rose, every single storyline, but I got the ending wrong, you know what people would get on me for? You don't know anything about this season. You got the ending wrong. But what if I only put out the ending and got it right but had nothing else and no other dates, which is kind of impossible since they do public dates, but you know what I'm saying. 
What if I just did the ending and didn't give you anything else throughout the whole season? Then you'd be like, man, this guy knows nothing. All he's got for us is the ending. So, yeah, it's 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 a double-edged sword there. Uh, I know what will happen if I get the ending wrong. No one will give a shit that I got them every single, every single thing else about the season right. No one will care. All they will say is he knows nothing. Trust me, I hear it every season. I hear it every season, even when I give the spoilers, that end up being right. Oh, he knows nothing. Oh, his sources are drying up. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. People just they people that say that are, are ignorant and have no clue how I get my information, where I get it from, who I get it from. It's just them just talking to talk. It's sad. Pray for them. I blame I blame their parents. But yeah, um, that's basically what it comes down to. I know you all want the ending, and trust me, if if I knew the ending, I'd tell you. I have nothing to hold back for. Have I ever held back on the Bachelor ending? No. Sometimes you've got it two days after the finale filmed three days within a week it's just i'm trying to get it right i'd rather get it right than just give you some sort of speculation a bonus question from that last email do you have any exciting plans for your site brand in 2020 anything new you're eager to try um no nothing i haven't nothing's come to mind oh well except the major thing that i talked about at the end of last week's podcast is um, I'm going to spend a little more time on Instagram um, to give out information. Not anything you hadn't heard already, but you know, at the end of Monday night's episode, I'm going to have episode two spoilers up. Um, since I'm the one that gave the spoilers, I might as well do it on a weekly basis as well as your episode by episode spoilers so you don't have to go to the website and find it. Like I said, I know a lot more people are consuming information and content on Instagram, so I figured I'd provide it that way. So, yeah, that's one major change that's going to happen is you're going to get more information on my Instagram account, which is just at Reality Steve. So you will be getting that. Moving on, does production tightly control who can say, can I steal you for a second? For instance, do they choose the first person that is allowed to do this on the first night while all the others complain that they're not getting time? And is the lead contractually obligated to respond every time? I haven't seen them refuse very often. I would like to see The Bachelorette say, get lost once in a while. I mean, look, we all know that everything, anytime someone interrupts a date, it's production induced. They're told to do it. They're told when to go in. And sometimes, especially on the first night of the season, the lead doesn't talk to everybody there. And some women and men get stoned out of talking to them because production just doesn't allow it. Oh, you're next. You're next. And then all of a sudden, Chris Harrison comes in banging a champagne glass and you never got your time with the lead. It's happened numerous times. I've lost track of how many times it's happened to people. So when someone does get interrupted, they're trying to tell a story. They're trying to create a narrative for that particular person. And um, uh, yeah, it's all controlled by production. Does the lead, could the lead say no? Yeah, they could, but they know what they have to do. They are, they kind of just have to go with the flow. It's is it in there written in their contract? You have to do this or else we're stopping production and making like, no, it's not written that way. They just know you just kind of play the game. It's just kind of the way the show works. Have they ever cast a contestant that does not drink alcohol? Yeah. Well, I think they've had quite a few that don't drink alcohol. I don't think that's very unusual. I mean, it's it's definitely in the minority. 
of the 30 women that are on Peter's season, I'm guessing most of them drink alcohol, but does everybody? No. Are the producers that shadow the lead not allowed to share information with the producers that shadow the contestant? Well, they might talk to each other, but they're not allowed to tell the contestants what Peter said about them and, and whatnot, unless it's, well, to lie <laughs> and, and, and to make them think a certain way about things. But, um, yeah. Do secretly polyamorous couples ever sign up for Temptation Island? Well, I think that would defeat the purpose of Temptation Island if, if they allowed couples like that on the show. Because the whole point is monogamous relationship. You're at a crossroads. You're coming here to figure out what you want to do going forward. Next one. Hi, Steve. I totally understand you don't know who Peter picks yet, but who do you hope he picks? I think I'm leaning towards Madison. Again, I don't care. Peter could pick a orangutan. I don't care who he ends up with. He's not going to marry them anyway. It's my opinion. And you could say that for the previous 23 seasons, and you'd be right 22 of the 23 times because only one guy has married the final girl that he chose, and that was Sean Lowe. They've had more bachelors marry the girl that they dumped at the end originally, Ari and Jason Mesnick, than guys that actually married the girl that they chose at the end, which was Sean. They've had three total out of 23 seasons. So I don't care who Peter chooses. It doesn't matter to me any in any way, shape, or form. What happened with the Demi and Christian breakup? Since it was planned before Bachelor in Paradise started filming, I honestly thought it could go the distance. Do you think Christian was also in it for the publicity? There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the whole Demi and Christian thing that I'd rather not get into. I just want to I, I just want to point out one major thing that stuck out to me. Demi and Christian got engaged in June. And then they had to keep it quiet June, July, and August. And through September, their finale for Bachelor in Paradise season 6 didn't air until September. And then Hannah's season of Dancing with the Stars started the following week. When they taped the reunion show where Christian proposed to Demi, that was like August 27th. It was a good almost two, three weeks before it actually aired. If any of you watched Dancing with the Stars this season, you know that Demi was front and center on pretty much, I think, every show. Demi was there to support Hannah. Demi was also engaged up until when, when, whenever it was, November, when they made their announcement that they had broken up. How many times was Demi's fiancé sitting with her next to her at Dancing with the Stars to see Hannah? I'll give you one second to think about it. Okay, time's up. The answer is zero. You tell me if you think that relationship was legit. Do the contestants get to stay at their home during hometowns? Are they able to spend any time with family outside of filming? Are they allowed to go home and get more clothes? This is a question that has definitely been answered a lot of times. No. For hometowns, you fly in the night before your hometown. If, you, if your hometown scheduled for Wednesday, you fly into your hometown on a Tuesday night. You stay at a hotel. You meet with the lead. The first time you see the lead is when you get out of the cars together. You go on your date. You walk in the door to your house. 
That's the first time you see your parents on that trip. You have your dinner. You have your talks. You leave. You go back to a hotel that night in your hometown, and you're on a plane home or you're on a plane back to L.A. the next day. You don't get to hang out in your hometown and talk to your friends because then people would be giving it away. So, no, that's how hometowns work. So if you have the first hometown, you have to sit through three more that have to happen. So you basically, if you have the first one, great, but you basically you don't see the lead for another week. Hi, Steve. Hope all is well on your end. Thanks for working so diligently to keep the spoilers coming our way. A few quick questions to answer in your podcast. One, how do you feel most contestants on The Bachelor shows these days feel about you and your work? Have you ever had one tell you that they were a fan of you before they went on the show? I would be coming back and telling you everything because I'm a big believer in spoiler culture. This email has four questions, so I'll just answer them as I read them. Um, Telling me they were a fan of me before they went on the show? No, I have not. I'd be willing to, I'd be coming back and tell you everything. They're great. I hope you get on the show. <laughs> but no, never. Ha- it never really works that way. Um, how do most contestants feel about bachelors these days? Honestly, it's the same way I think people feel now in society. If you say something, one thing negative about them, I'm sure they don't like me. And if I say nice things about them, I'm sure they like what I do. I mean, it's just it's simple as that. I, people are definitely are a lot more sensitive now than they were back in the day uh, because I was way more brutal on people back in the day, and I actually had people who came to me and said, I love your stuff. I love when you made fun of me on the show. I, could, I, I couldn't think of anybody nowadays that would say, I love when you make fun of me every week in your, in your column. That would never happen, ever. It's just, it's times have changed. So, but I'm sure, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously a lot of the contestants are very well aware of who I am and what my, what I do for my work. Um, how do they feel about me? It's impossible. I can't answer. It's not a universal answer. I think everybody feels different. I mean, some people hate me. Some people uh, love what I do and think it's great. But am I universally liked? Absolutely not. Question number two, what's the easiest part of your job? What's the hardest? Easiest? Uh, The easiest part of my job is it's not very hard. It's just tedious. What's the hardest part of my job? I'd say in recent years, the social media aspect of it and just the constant everyone's got to throw in an opinion that I frankly don't really care about. And I have to hear more opinions because... People have that access with social media and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And then the whole idea of the fact that I have spoiled people and not spoil as in spoiling the show. Just I've spoiled people to the point where I give them so much information on a season like this where I don't have something for three weeks. People are losing their shit like I'm getting asked every single day. When are you going to know who? Who do you think it is? Do you know who Peter picked yet? When are you going to tell us? Like, I don't know how many more times I can say it. And so, yeah, that part's annoying. And that's 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 hard. It's just it's hard to deal with when you're constantly getting the same thing thrown at you, even though you've answered it a thousand times, which is you will know when I know for sure. Simple as that. Who has been your favorite contestant on any of the 2019 Bachelor shows? Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, jeez. So that's Colton's women. 
Hannah's guys and everyone who's on Paradise. I don't. I favorite contestant. I I don't. I guess I don't have one. There. Sorry. Uh, almost all the engaged couples from Bachelor in Paradise have broken up now. In your opinion, and from what you know from your sources, are Dylan and Hannah are Dylan and Hannah going to make it? I, it's impossible to say people are going to get married, especially when it comes to anything on this show, because it's just it's just this this it's not reality. It's not real world. Yes, I know Dylan and Hannah are now in the real world, and. I, look, I guess it's going great for them, but just like any relationship, like I don't know how I'm supposed to predict somebody's relationship. I have no idea if Dylan and Hannah are going to make it. And if I sit here and say, no, they're not, then someone's going to run it back to them, and then all of a sudden it just becomes, oh, reality Steve is just shitting on Dylan and Hannah. It's just like, no, I just I don't know anything about their relationship, so it's how can I even comment? And you could say, well, look at their Instagram. Like, No, you can't look at their Instagram because that's not reality. Next one. My question is about Chris and Katie breaking up. I read a rumor somewhere that he was seen with Tasha at a bar and they were holding hands about a month or so ago. Any info on this? Um, no. I, I think I heard the same thing, but I didn't know if it was – I didn't see any proof or I I don't think I saw anything or maybe there was a picture out there, but I don't. I know nothing about it if that's the case. But if that was legit, that was over a month ago. I, I, I would think it would have ended a while ago and – you would think Chris and Tasha would be seeing each other, right? If that was a thing, but I have no idea. Do you think Hannah deserved to win Dancing with the Stars? If not, who do you think should have won? I was personally Team James. Honestly, I'm not saying, and again, don't take this the wrong way, Hannah Crazies. I had no problem that Hannah won. If you listened to me before the season started, when that cast was announced... What did I say? I said, I'd be shocked if Hannah doesn't make the finals. She's got the story. She's got the personality. America's going to love her. She's got a lot of followers. I'd be shocked if she didn't make the finals. With that said, if Kel would have won, if Allie would have won, I would have been fine with it. I didn't think I didn't think Hannah was so much better than everybody else. Was she good? Absolutely. Was she that much better than everybody else? Not in my eyes. But I can see why she won. I'm, I'm not. I'm not anti Hannah winning. But if anybody else would have won, that was in the finals, I would have. I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I wouldn't have been like, no, they shouldn't have won. It should have been Hannah. No, I was fine. I thought there was a. I thought all of them were good dancers. All of them had improved throughout the course of the season, so I was fine with it. But if she didn't win, and somebody, and Allie would have won, or Kel would have won, who was the other one in the finals? Totally blanking. Anyway, um, and yeah, I was a James fan too. But I'm 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 under the assumption that the night James went home, when he was in the bottom two with Allie, and that was the night we found out that his wife miscarried that week. My guess is James probably didn't want to be there anymore. And can you blame him? If James, if that doesn't happen, if that unfortunate incident with his wife doesn't happen this season, I think James gets to the finals, and I think James probably does win. I just think that that was, I think the judges, you know, because when it got down to James and Allie for the final two, it was the judges' decision who got to stay. And they had been complimenting James all season. Not that they hadn't been complimenting Allie, but 
I think if James didn't have that happen to him that week, I think the judges would have voted to keep him on to the finals. But they saw the story. They were like, he doesn't need to be here. They didn't say that. But for all three of them to vote for Allie, I was like, okay, they wanted James to go and be with his wife, which is fine. I just think if that doesn't happen, James probably makes the finals. All right, this one, you know how in my podcast, sometimes it's been a while since I've been doing a lot of Temptation Island people recently, but you know in my podcast where I, sometimes I do those this or that questions? Well, someone just wrote me about 15 of them, and we're going to rip through these. I cut and pasted it, so I haven't really looked at them or thought about them, so I'm just going to read them and give my answer. And they were like, let's get to know you. It's like, okay. Favorite fruit? Oh, shit. <laughs> I wanted to do this quick. Um, I, fruits, I love fruit. So um, I'd say watermelon. Favorite vegetable? I don't know, carrots. Favorite ice cream? Um, chocolate chip cookie dough, rainbow sherbet, mint and chip. Those are my three favorites. Starbucks order? Not a coffee drinker. I've had a half a cup of coffee in my coffee in my life. Don't like it. When I do go to Starbucks, I get a muffin and I'll get hot chocolate. Ice cream order. Very simple. Got it the other night at Baskin Robbins. Triple scoop. Or sometimes it's mostly double scoop. Sometimes I get triple, but uh, double scoop, rainbow sherbet, mint and chip. Every time. Earbuds or Air- AirPods? Uh, I have AirPods. Favorite season? Real season, not bachelor season. Oh. Oh, I'm a summer guy. I like the summer. Dress up or dress down? Good question. I'm mostly dressed down on a daily basis, but I do like getting dressed up. Road trip or flight? Ugh. One billion to one flight over a road trip. I have zero interest in being in my car for long periods of time. Favorite Disney princess? What the fuck? <laughs> what? I don't know. I, uh, Ariel? I, I, I can't really say I'm into the Disney princesses. Sorry. Favorite Disney villain? Hmm. Well, since the Star Wars franchise is under Disney now, can I say Darth Vader? Because he's a badass. And uh, by the way, for the last two Star Wars movies... Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I went to California so I could watch it with my friends that are big Star Wars fans as well. Next week, next Thursday night, December 19th, I will be in California spending the weekend out there to see The Rise of Skywalker with my with my two friends that I've seen the other two with and um very much looking forward to that. We'll be in Manhattan Beach next Thursday night seeing Rise of Skywalker, and we are giddy, to say the least. Hogwarts House, I've not watched any of the Harry Potter movies. Sorry, I'm out. Favorite animal, my dog, Luca. Most used emoji. Honestly, I'm not an emoji guy at all, and I can think I could count on one hand how many emojis I've sent in a text in my life. First order or resistance? Hey, 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 now we're talking uh, the resistance. 
stick or automatic? Do they even make stick shifts anymore? I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I can't remember the last time I was in a car where someone was driving a stick. I can't imagine they make those anymore. I've only driven an automatic. Even when even when I was getting my driver's license back, you know, junior year of high school in the mid-90s when people did drive sticks, I never drove a stick. No, it was always automatic. Necktie or bow tie? Necktie. L.A. or New York? L.A. Real tree or fake tree? We always had a real tree growing up for Christmas, so I'll go with real tree. I have not done her. I don't do a tree since I live by myself. I don't decorate my place. Sorry. I celebrate Christmas. I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy giving gifts for Christmas. I've got some really good ones this year that I've already bought. Some of them have already received theirs, um, but I don't decorate my house. White lights or colored lights? Again, I don't decorate, so I don't know. Colored. Ski or snowboard? Never done either. I've water skied once, and I never got up. (laughs) But that was in high school. I could probably get up water skiing now. But I just have never. It was never something that we did as a family. With all the Bachelor show breakups and joint statements, do contestants have to notify Bachelor producers before they go public or can they do it whenever they so they please? All of these statements seem so perfectly curated. I can't imagine producers not having a hand in how they're released. They, they help them, without a doubt. They help them. The weird thing I found out with Demi and Christians and Katie and Chris, it's just I find it weird that they both release the same thing. It's like, hey, this is I, I get it's a joint statement, but it just seems a little off. Like, put in your own words how you feel. Demi posting the same caption as Christian and Katie posting the same caption as Chris. I think Chris posted the same thing that she did, didn't he? I know Demi and Christian did, and I just thought, that's kind of weird. Why not just... Even if even if you both have to run it by production and even if you both need help, just put it in your own words at least. Demi can say how she felt. Christian can say how she felt. Peter can, uh, Chris can say how he felt. Katie can say how she felt. But when they, they both put it up there at the same time, it's just, I don't know, it just seems so forced. And it doesn't seem sincere. It's just like, be real. Do you have plans to interview any from anyone from Peak of Love? Lots of challenge people on there and a true shit show we could laugh at. Also, since The Bachelor is not allowing you to interview a lot of the cast currently. Got that right. Peak of Love, I'm not watching, so probably not. We did have Laurel on about a month ago. She previewed it. We did talk more challenge than Peak of Love because it hadn't aired yet, but I can't say I'm going to have a lot of Peak of Love people because I'm not watching it, and I just don't find that interesting. Um, Next one. I couldn't help but notice the absence of any interviews with the ladies of Colton's season. I know a lot of them have made appearances on other podcasts, and you tend to interview the most relevant contestants, so I couldn't help but suspect maybe there was something behind it. I was wondering if you were able to offer any answers. Well, I think 15 of Colton's women ended up on Paradise, and they're just cracking down on who can talk. And when they are allowed to talk, they're allowed to go on Bachelor-approved podcasts, which is, you know, Rachel's or Caitlin's or... You know, Ben and Ashley's. I don't know who's been on what. I don't keep track of that. But yeah, I know that they have done them. Um, as for the other 15 of Colton's women that weren't on 
paradise. It's like, okay, I mean, maybe I will, maybe I will have a couple of them on, but you're, you're talking about people that got sent home night one, second row ceremony, third row ceremony. I think there are some people there that, I, I mean, I'd have to go look at the list. Like off the top of my head, I can't tell you who on Colton season I would want to have on that wasn't on paradise off the top of my head. I would need to look at a list of the names and be like, Oh yeah, maybe she'd be interesting. Maybe she's got a good story. I don't know. All right, some Temptation Island questions. Number one, do you think Casey is exaggerating the editing to avoid any blame? Because the camera clearly showed his mouth moving with the words he was saying to some stuff he claimed was just edited. I think Casey is handling this all wrong. All wrong. You said on an earlier podcast that all the couple endings have changed again after the reunion. Will the show reveal their current endings or will it stop at the reunion? No, it's just going to stop at the reunion next Thursday night. You will have to either... I, I think after the reunion airs next Thursday night, I think if you went on every person's Instagram account, I'm sure a lot of them are going to take to Instagram and maybe update their fans on what they're, what's currently happening. That's a possibility. And then based on what happens and what they do say, the next week I'll probably fill people in on what I've heard. Is there as much diversity in the innings as we saw last season? We had some go home alone, one together, one home, go home with someone new. Is that the diverse or are we... Are we about to get a bunch of the same endings? Not sure if you can answer this one, but it was worth a shot. I mean, I don't know what the same bunch of the same endings. I don't know what that means. Because last year we had one couple stay together and three break up. Um, but like I said, what, whatever you see in the final bonfires, every single one of those outcomes changes by the time the reunion show rolls around. And most of the those have changed from the reunion show until now. That's all I can say. Ashley H is trying really hard to be on the challenge. Would you like to see her on it? Do you think she'd do well? She is. I follow Ashley on Instagram. I maybe I've just not been paying attention. Has she been openly trying to pimp herself out to be on the challenge? Um, I haven't seen that. I didn't know. Um, as a rookie, probably not. It's going to take her a few seasons to get her feet wet on that show because we know there's a giant pecking order when it comes to the challenge. And she's going to have to earn her keep, and she's going to have to pay her dues, just like everyone else. Because of you, I finally went to Olive Garden, and I've fallen in love with it. I've eaten a different meal there for the last four nights, and it's been beautiful. Their tour of Italy is my current favorite, so thank you. <laughs> Can't beat the tour of Italy or the chicken parm or just plain old spaghetti and meatballs or rigatoni and meatballs. Breadsticks are to die for. Great salad dressing. The pasta fajoule soup. Yummy to my tummy. Good stuff, I'm telling you. I'm glad I turned you on to Olive Garden and you've eaten it four nights in a row. Wow. I swear Olive Garden should have me on payroll. I love it when you have Casey on your podcast. She is one of my favorites. I'm so glad she came back. So am I. I love Casey to death. I'm so excited. She even said when I had her on the podcast that she was going to come to next year's fan appreciation party again. So if you missed her last year and you want to come June 5th, Caesars Palace, just let me know. If you're flying in, your itinerary gets you into the party. I'm going to start talking about this more come January in the first column of the season. Um, because we're only going to be, you know, January rolls around, we're going to be five months away uh, from the party. So i got to start uh, putting it out there again because I haven't talked about it since probably July, you know, other than a one-sentence thing here or there. 
Um, I know you don't want to say what the negative news is that you know, but can you confirm or deny it's negative as in it makes someone look bad or negative in that it's sad? I mean, it's... First off, I'm still surprised that... <clears throat> excuse me. Still surprised no media outlet has run with it. Maybe they don't know. I don't know. But... Uh, I, I am surprised that nobody has said anything yet. Does it make someone look bad or negative and that it's sad? I mean, it just... I wouldn't say it makes anybody look bad, but I don't... And then sad is just kind of a subjective thing. I don't, I don't know. I expect it to be out there fairly soon. So... Dean said in interviews he's most attracted to Asian women. His ex is half. He has named Brenda Song and Jamie Chung as celebrity crushes, then obviously dated Danielle on Paradise. He even mentioned he wanted to go on The Bachelor after seeing Kayla on Ben's season. Do you think he's only dating Kaylin for Insta followers and to redeem himself, since we all know she's not his real type? I mean, I... I can't get into the mind of Dean Unglert if you paid me a gazillion dollars. He's just a different bird. And he dated Christina. He liked Christina, and she wasn't Asian. So it's he might have a preference, but I don't think he's only dating Asian women. Have you ever thought about going on the show as a contestant? This is a question that comes up a lot. Um, I, the easiest way to answer this is the way I always answer it. They'll never ask, and I'd never do it. Simple as that. What happened to corgi dogs Lauren Lane had? I thought she had two, and now she's moved, married, and has a new dog. Lauren Lane, meaning formerly Lauren Bushnell. I don't know enough about Lauren's dog history to be able to chime in on that. I have no idea. Why does Dylan respond to every negative comment on social media? Do you think it's insecurity? I don't follow Dylan. I don't know what he says, so I don't want to comment on that. How much money does someone who has 300,000 followers make? I'm shocked that even the lower follower contestants don't have to work. It's There's not a set amount. It's just whoever you can get to advertise and what they're willing to pay. It's different for everybody. Somebody who has 300,000 followers can be making... A lot more than someone else who has 300000 all depends on who you get, what you're advertising, what your engagement is, all that stuff. Do you think Peter Krause regrets not being The Bachelor? Do you think he still has a chance? I don't really know. I, I mean, I, I can't answer for Peter Krause. I've never spoken to the guy in my life. Claims he doesn't regret it, but, you know, I have no idea. Why don't the females in the franchise date famous men? Seems as though the men are more likely to date a celebrity. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot recently with Wells and Sarah and Tyler and all his supermodels and Mike and Demi Lovato. And it seems like the guys are the ones that are dating um, the famous women. Why aren't the females dating famous men? Uh, I don't know. Haley, uh, Emily Ferguson's dating one of the Vegas Golden Knights. And she is dating him because she slid into his DMs. I saw that on her Instagram story the other day. She admitted that's how they met. So it worked for her. I mean, he's not an actor, but he's a professional athlete. 
I believe you wrote that there was some drama at Kelsey Weir's hometown date in Iowa with Peter. Did it involve her family saying something that turned Peter less favorable towards Kelsey? I found it hard to believe he would have chosen Victoria over Kelsey, given Victoria's baggage. What I did say at the time was I was hearing that we might have some drama on our hometown date. That drama did not end up happening. I can report that. It did not happen. And it has to do with her father. There isn't a great relationship there. And I was told at the time, and I'm pretty sure it was definitely happening, the show was trying to get her father to show up on her hometown date. And it never amounted. He never showed up. I don't know if it's because he said no or Kelsey said he better not fucking show up or the family said you better not bring him here. I don't know. But there is uh, there's not a good relationship there with the father. And I was hearing the show uh, was trying to get him to come to the hometown. But he never did. So there ended up being no drama. Can there be any doubt that if ABC had its way, Hannah Brown would be given a second chance at love via The Bachelorette? It's hers for the taking if she wants it. Yes or no? I don't think Hannah Brown would be The Bachelorette next season. They're not going to have back-to-back seasons of the same woman. I mean, it's only happened once in the history of the show where someone got to be the lead twice, and that was Brad Womack, and there was, what, three years in between his seasons? Four years? They're not having the same woman do Bachelorette and back-to-back seasons. I don't care if Hannah's the most single woman in the world come March. It's, um, it's, she's not going to get it in back-to-back seasons. Regarding Dean's comments about not wanting to marry Kaylin, yet she still kind of teases that there will be a ring at some point. Do you see these two lasting? I don't at all, but they've lasted longer than I imagined. Um, no, I don't. But I'm with you. They've lasted longer than I imagined. But I just, I don't, I don't see them uh, long-term. Final one. Final question. It's got two questions to it. Do you know if Jenna and Ethan are participating in the winter season of Survivor? I believe they dated for 10 years, though it was through his cancer and her, uh, and her losing her mom, then broke up and he married someone else and they had a baby. Could be awkward. If I'm not mistaken, yes, Jenna and Ethan are both on next season, but let me double-check. Survivor 40 cast. I'm doing this right now. I'm almost positive. I know that Ethan's on. I'm just re- I'm trying to remember if Jenna got is Jenna is on and uh, Jeremy Michelle. No, Jenna is not on. Ethan is. Wait. Ethan, unless I'm scrolling too fast. No, Jenna's not on. Ethan is. And then last part, any guess who could possibly be named Bachelorette based on what you've heard for, about Peter's season so far? Obviously, it won't be number three, Victoria. Maybe the other Victoria. I really wish they'd pick someone who's a bit older and very serious about settling down, but it doesn't sound like any of these girls are. They're all super young. Well, Kelsey isn't. Kelsey's 27 or 28, and she finishes fourth. I'm sure she's in the running. I'm sure um, whoever between Hannah and Madison uh, isn't he if he if he's not with either of them then they're probably both in the running if he's with one of them the other one's in the running um and then yeah victoria paul i think even though she went home um whatever eighth or tenth or whatever she was um i it's tough to i 
you know, we get this every season. Well, you know, what are the chances of so-and-so? It's like, I, it doesn't matter who had the, like, it, it, it matters who gets the gig. I don't think it matters of who, do you think so-and-so had a chance? Do you think they were really looking into her? The season hasn't started airing. We'll see who the audience gravitates towards when this show airs. We know up until Hannah Brown last season that every woman who ever got the Bachelorette gig finished in the top four. Hannah Brown was the first one who finished in, outside of the top four that ever got the Bachelorette gig. So now we have to keep that door open that somebody outside of the top four could possibly get it. We just don't know. It's way too early to tell. It's December 13th or what, 12th. It's the 12th now. We just don't know. So, uh, but yeah, anybody that finishes in the top four obviously is a candidate. And then whoever else people gravitate towards. But we won't know that until the show starts. So, so that'll do it uh, for podcast number 160. Thank you for all your questions. I, I know it's the second podcast in a row where you had to listen to me talk for over an hour. I hope you're okay with that. Next week, we will have a guest on. I am leaving Thursday morning for California, so it will be up probably a little earlier than normal. I might even put it up Wednesday night. Um, we're going to have a lot of Temptation Island stuff in the next few weeks. However, next week, I do think we're having a Bachelor contestant on. Old school, but I think you're going to like it. Um, but we're going to have some Temptation Island stuff. Once this wraps up and we see the finale, You know, like I said, part one tonight, part two, and the reunion next Thursday night after that, we're going to get to talk to these people, and now they can talk a little more candid about what went down because you heard them all during the season, but obviously they had chains on them. They could not say certain things and be honest about certain things because they couldn't give away the ending. Now I, I, I'm going to go back to a, a few of them, and we're going to talk about what happened and kind of go from there. So you're going to get some stuff. I might even have a, an episode where there's three people involved, where I have you know three guests in one. I'm not going to... I'm not going to space it out with just one a week because all we're doing is basically getting an update on, Hey, what happened since the reunion? And you know, what are you looking to do going forward? I don't need to spend 45 minutes talking about that with each one, maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes and have three interviews in one week. Uh, but I definitely want to do that. Uh, I definitely think I'm going to have a bachelor person next week, uh, from the old school days. Uh, but they are, uh, they're, they're relevant to the franchise. So, Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Again, it helps the podcast so much. And as I said at the beginning, starting in January, there are going to be some podcasts where the second you hit play, you're going to hear an ad first instead of the music. And it's just the way things have changed. This is an industry thing. It has nothing to do with I decided on this. It's out of my control. So I just wanted to give you a heads up that that may be happening after January. And not with every podcast, just certain ones. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. This was podcast number 160. We'll be back next week. Podcast number 161. Until then, have a great week, everybody. See you.